I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Is It Just Me? It's the podcast where we put all the stupid and most annoying and trivial and little and intense things that are just driving us crazy. We put them all to rights and debate them and solve them right here. I'm Joe Elvin, one of your hosts, and with James Williams and the help of some celebrity friends every week, we will get to the bottom of things that are driving us crazy and ask, is it just me? This week, we are talking to the Bosch Boys. They are the well, the superstars of the vegan cooking scene. Ian Thiesby, Henry Firth started their Bosch Boys empire only about three years ago, and now they've already got two billion views and counting on all their online channels. And they've sold over half a million veg- vegan, not vegetarian, good God, Elvin, vegan books. So they are just amazing. And I have to say, um, the food is really, really good. And it's something we, we talk about. I've always equated vegan food with joylessness in a sense. But um, these guys are here to prove us all wrong. And we're going to talk about everything from clean sheets to label making for your cupboards. All the nights will fly by. You'll enjoy it. Thanks for listening. I mean, it's hard to believe, guys, given your, you know, your stats. I mean, like 2 billion streams on YouTube, 500,000 books sold but for people who literally been living under a rock how did the whole bosch thing begin where did it come from i mean you guys know each other for ages right absolutely yeah so um i'm henry he's ian we're mates from school we must have known each other since we were about 11 years old back in sheffield uh where we went to high school school together and you know we've been mates throughout the years we then started living together in a very london-esque kind of young professional kind of way you know like mid-20s and around age 30 we both went vegan both for separate reasons um ian was on a like a new year challenge and uh i was kind of interested in the environment but shortly after that we kind of came together and thought you know what we should like try and do something to promote this cause that we really believe in um long long story short we came up with a channel called bosch that's our video channel it's on facebook instagram youtube website 
We even have a TikTok nowadays. Oh, <laughs> wow. Gosh, you're yeah. so modern. I yeah. know, but we're just getting our hands on that, really. And um, we make vegan food recipes for the world, and they're all for free. Um, but about, yeah, about three years ago, we put out our first book, Bosch. It's now the best-selling vegan cookbook of all time. Uh, we've sold nearly half a million books, all told. Um, more than half a million, if you count international. And so we are... Uh, we're now just doing books and videos um, when we just originally set out to make videos. Yeah. But that is the Bosch story in a nutshell. Because I, I, um, I put your book in um, the magazine I run at You uh, Magazine, and I must admit it was the first um, lot of vegan recipes I'd ever seen that didn't look completely joyless. Um, and I and I'm not I'm not a sort of like a refuse Nick. I, I I do eat meat, but my husband's a vegetarian, so I'm pretty, you know, I I, I don't have much meat. Um, yeah. But I've I've always found vegan like a stretch too far. But yours was the first time it, it, it food had colour in it. I thought it was amazing. I think um, like we had exactly that same attitude when we first discovered veganism as a potential lifestyle choice. And we definitely saw that there was a bit of a gap in the market for food that people actually wanted to eat because a lot of the food that was on Pinterest or Instagram prior to us was, yeah, pretty tasty and yeah, pretty well thought out, but no, not very accessible for like the common people out there, especially sort of like lads from Sheffield. So we thought we'd tackle that head on and, um, and try and make vegan food as meaty as possible. Yeah. 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 It's and you very, guys have um, been great as well. You've been very supportive. So uh, thank you. <laughs> well, we love it. But, you know, because my husband's from up that way. He's, he's from Mansfield. And it doesn't, I mean, it's not very Sheffield to be a vegan, is it? It's like, you know, I mean, and my husband is vegetarian, but God, the conversations we have where people don't understand why he can't just have a pork pie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, five and a half years ago, it definitely wasn't a very Sheffield or Yorkshire or anywhere out of London thing to do. Yeah. But now uh, you go to uh, Sheffield, which is obviously the fifth biggest city in the UK. Um, and then you go to uh, cities that are slightly smaller. All of them have got little pockets of vegan um, like restaurants popping up. So, yeah, it's definitely something that's caught fire. A lot more people are a lot more aware of and a lot more um, sort of willing to try. Yeah. But how did you do it? Because um, I think not, neither of you are sort of like trained chefs, are you? Um, and so how, do, how did you kind of experiment? How did you know what worked and what didn't? So we like to think of ourselves as uh, well-trained self-taught cooks. <laughs> so um, no, we're not trained chefs and uh, we certainly don't pretend to be. Um, we've got the utmost of respect to anyone who goes through the absolute grinder that Ball is like, like yeah. professional <laughs> yeah. yeah including our mate luke robinson actually who uh, trained under jamie oliver and was on our tv show um on living on the veg with us you know i've seen firsthand what pain those guys go through to uh, learn their trade what we are is we are like self-taught cooks we're like home cooks we we make food that's super accessible um to people who just cook at home in fact most chefs might be too um might think it was beneath them to show people how to make a cheese toasty. Um, but we're going to be doing a series on vegan cheese toasties next week um, because people do want to know about this kind of super simple, super easy home cooking. Uh, it's not to say that everything that we do is simple, but we definitely have a, a simplified home cook style approach to cooking. Are you, are you allowed to recommend um, a vegan cheese brand? Because I have been burned, guys, in the past. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. my vegan cheese experiments. 
there's there's a fair few vegan cheeses out there, but one that we have sort of landed on that we're really pleased with the overall kind of meltiness and flavour is a brand called Applewood. Uh, it was originally only available in Asda, but now you can get it in Asda and Tesco. And it's I'm very literally good. writing that down because yeah, because my my daughter is a vegan and she's a real sort of like super woke, you okay. know, sort of like Generation Z basic nightmare. So I'm uh. just, I'm trying to find cheeses for her. Yeah. Amazing. And I guess another, we can give you a little sneak preview tip, um, actually, from that series, which is, um, and actually we found this out because somebody popped it on our Instagram DMs. Often the problem with vegan cheese is either the flavor or the meltiness. Mm. So obviously the flavor is the flavor. So you need, you need to find one that you like the flavor of. For that, there's nothing else than just test, try them, see what you like. Mm. But for meltiness, Often, adding a little bit of kind of steaming to the mix can help any vegan cheese to melt. So, for example, okay. if you're making a, a grilled cheese sandwich, like a cheese toasty, rather than putting the sandwich on there whole with the bottom loaf of bread, the bottom piece of bread and the top piece of bread and the cheese in the middle, you actually leave the top bit off, put a lid on, let that steam and let that heat go all over that cheese. That's going to then melt, and then you can flip it and make your sandwich. So, I think adding a little bit more heat in the form of steam or using a lid can help any vegan cheese to melt. Listeners, don't ever let it be said that we don't give you the most important, <laughs> pertinent information. I mean, this is yeah, important yeah. stuff for this new woke world we live in, this modern time. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but correct me if I'm wrong, guys, the new book is especially about even then, I think, making it even simpler and quicker, right? Because I mean, I, obviously I live in London, I'm quite into cookery, but I'll be honest, I sometimes look at some ingredients in vegan recipes and I just go, I can't be asked to even try to find those in the supermarket, you know? So I do think that there is a still a bit, I think we do have this conception of being quite complicated cooking and quite weird ingredients. But again, is this book going to demystify a bit of that and, as well? And, and a lot of overnight soaking of things. <laughs> yeah. 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 With this book, I think there's two things that will need a bit of chill time, but everything within the book, like in terms of construction from uh, getting everything ready and then getting it on a plate will take you no more than 30 minutes, minus two things that need to chill. Um, but yeah, we basically have been listening to our um, customer sort of comments, reading them on Amazon, seeing them uh, on the DMs in Instagram and Facebook, and just listening to people. And like one thing that came up time and time again was, oh, vegan food is really fantastic, but I just haven't got the time. Um, it takes too long to get the flavor that you really, really want. Uh, so we thought we'll tackle that problem head on. And uh, we've come up with uh, 100 recipes, all of which are very, very delicious. And um, yeah, don't take more than 30 minutes to cook. Amazing. Because, you know, I, I've got no um, you know, issue with plant-based food or, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I eat meat, but I'm not one. I do think this is weird, especially in some men. They almost see it as slightly emasculating to not eat meat. I'm not one of those people. Oh my God. I don't think do you remember our mate Sarah who said that um, she could never have gone out with my husband because um, he was a vegetarian? Yeah. I'm sure that probably, that probably wasn't the only reason, but she that's the one she quoted. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, yeah, so I've got no issue with that. But I mean, I, I always think vegan food for me is one of those things. When I go to a restaurant that specializes in vegan food, it's amazing and I love it. And I always think, if I could have this food every day, I would be a vegan. But in my head, I just don't think I can recreate that at home. Can we all just take a moment to say that um, James's dog, Bingley, has just given us all a brown eye yeah. on... He's just <laughs> yeah. actually just turned around and flashed his bum. Oh. <laughs> oh, amazing hello that was just that was thanks for that money shot bingley sorry, sorry, sorry carry on <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah 
he's not a vegan sorry <laughs> there's no hope for him being a vegan but um but yeah dogs can be vegan cats can't be now if, you, if for anybody who's listening and who has got a pet and thinking oh maybe i want them to go vegan dogs can be vegan cats absolutely not um but in terms of your previous comment about uh, going to restaurants and, and trying to find amazing food i think it is nowadays really easy to find incredible delicious colorful satiating vegan food in vegan restaurants and thankfully and this is different from five years ago thankfully now even the most um boring chain restaurants will have at least an option or two options on their menu mm. where historically it used to be like salad and chips was your go-to uh, now you might... well i mean it's fine but three days in a row it starts to uh, wear a little bit but now you can find incredible things from like vegan mac and cheeses to vegan lasagnas to vegan roast dinners to entire curry spreads depending on where you go and so i think we're we're spoiled nowadays as vegans or even part-time vegans with choice, mm. which is exactly what we wanted in the world five years ago when yeah, we set up Boss. And that's the thing, you guys are such a, um, you know, sensations. Did you expect, how did you kind of grow this empire? Was it a shock to you that, oh, that sounds rude, but like, you know, you're great at what you do and you're great at the recipes, but you're also really entertaining for people and people come to the channel and to come to your books for you guys. How did you know you had that charisma? Well, I think um, initially when we first set the channel, um, it was, we kind of had seen the way that like video was playing more of a role in social media. And there was channels like Tasty by BuzzFeed and a couple of others out there that were doing top down food videos really well. So we're like, hmm, this is, a, this is a format that could definitely work. No one's doing it for vegan food. Let's see if we could do that. So we spent mm. a lot of time planning and um, sort of crafting recipes that we think might be A, easy to cook, but B, also quite viral. So it would have that shareability and sort of grow the channel uh, organically. And uh, yeah, we sort of put our first video out um, in June of 2016. And it just, it blew up even more than we could even have ever imagined. It was like three and a half million views in 10 days, which is you know, for us, we were like, yo, this is crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and since then, I think we kind of uh, got addicted to the big numbers and uh, sort of really sort of it kind of inspired us to carry on making wonderful vegan food for the world to see. And uh, yeah, like I said, those numbers are quite addicted. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like the, the Kim Kardashians of the vegan world. Something like that, <laughs> if only. Um, <laughs> I get the charisma bit, we're still working on it. <laughs> but I'm oh. appreciate no, it. But you've obviously been mates for a very long time. What, how did you actually, did you just meet at school or what? Yes, so we, we met at school and we were in different houses of the same school. You know, it sounds very posh to say a house. Like, like so were you mortal enemies? <laughs> we, yeah, we weren't enemies, but we were just mates. We were acquaintances. Yeah. Um, but yeah. then Ian moved into my flat back in, do you remember the year? Uh, it would have been seven years ago. Seven, whatever seven, whatever seven years ago was that, that year. Um, and he just moved in because I had a room available. And then before long, he started working with me on a little startup that I was working on. We kind of worked together for a few years, built a good working relationship as well as living together, which is admittedly a bit weird. Yeah. Um, but then we both found ourselves in the place when that startup wound down mm -hmm. that we wanted to find something with purpose to do. And we wanted to try and improve the world and improve the health of the planet and people. And, you know, we like animals too. Mm -hmm. so, um, so that's when we formalized our relationship to be a kind of working duo. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's like a marriage, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it's a lot more intense than marriage. 
Uh, because at least in the marriage, like you, you kind of like you see each other in the evenings at weekends, but like Henry and I are with each other basically all the time. Yeah. <laughs> God. So who's who's the most annoying one? Um, um, we we'll both have our yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so diplomatic. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it what day of the week it is, yeah. to be honest. It's um, definitely yeah. me out of me and James. Because <laughs> <laughs> in terms of your, you mentioned big numbers. So what, what is the evergreen, is there one evergreen dish that just keeps delivering those numbers that people just watch over and over again? And it's got to be the chilli, right? Well, I mean, do you know what? In terms of the numbers of the photographs that we get sent of people that have like, cooked the stuff, we get loads and loads of them. One that always seems to rise to the top of the pack, as you just said, was the chili. People just seem to love it. And I think because you can make it in batch, it's really, really flavorful. It's super duper healthy. And, um, and hasn't it got some chocolate in it? That's right, yeah. We, uh, yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah. Dark chocolate in right at the back end. And the reason why yeah. we did that is it's kind of you know south american flavor profile and that was very traditional so we thought we'd introduce it in ours and it just gives it a really nice silky texture that's got that sort of nice smoky sort of bit going on and also it darkens the color it's very very delicious but another dish that um absolutely smashes it every single year is our mushroom wellington oh, yeah. so um mushrooms are in that chili obviously they form the mints so we blend up the mushrooms to make them really really fine um, and they look just like mints when they when they've softened in the pan but we use that same technique in a mushroom wellington it's a, like a perfect roast dinner centerpiece and we get sent hundreds if not thousands of pictures of this every single year um for people's vegan or veggie or flexi christmases and funny yeah. enough we just got sent a picture today where someone had um made the mushroom wellington into a, a different shape than usual yeah. and uh, where normally they might you know write the name on it or write <laughs> christmas or do some little Christmas trees or whatever, but they'd molded their Wellington into um, a, a lady's boobs. Up, up <laughs> boobs, shall we say? Are we allowed to say boobs? <laughs> yes, you can say whatever you like. It, yeah. it was a boob Wellington. That's what they made. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, oh. pretty cool. I feel I feel deeply uncomfortable cutting into that, so that you know yeah. to carve it up for a, a Christmas roast. You know, yeah, you either really want to impress or really really upset someone with that. Yeah. <laughs> And guys, in terms of in terms of the new book, is there? I mean, I feel it's, it's a bit like asking somebody for their favourite child. But at the moment, because the book is new, I'm guessing. Do you have like one recipe you're you're really loving from the new book? Uh, yes, um, and like considering the book isn't even out yet, like we've made the spicy dandan noodles a fair few times. Um, like uh, we made it on Friday, uh, and then we even made it like a week before. And that might sound like because we've written so many recipes, the fact that we go to one more than three or four times is is quite surprising. But honestly. Delicious. Um, and I would just say the 30 minute lasagna. So, you know, we've uh, created a lasagna which is start to finish about 25 minutes, then five mm. minutes for your washing that up. That sounds good. Absolutely oh, delicious. You would not be able to tell it didn't take two hours and it is foolproof. Yeah, it really is. Amazing. So, in, in other news, um, about half an hour ago, I had a vegan magnum. That was good. Nice. <laughs> have, have you ever had one? They're really good. They are yeah. very good. And you can tell that they're doing well because initially they just put like the original and then they yeah. have them. So now you've got the almond. And yeah. before you know it, oh, you have that's what I had. Yeah. yeah. So good. Honestly, get involved. Um, yeah. So, guys, but the book is Speedy Bosch and it's out September 17th. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct, man. A absolutely. Everything under 30 minutes, Speedy Bosch, over 100 plant based recipes. It's like it's all our Bosch style classic recipes and loads of new Bosch style recipes, but all made faster, easier. And with fewer ingredients. Mm -hmm. What's what's not Amazing. to love? 
That's also I know. Great. You're also making me hungry, so I think we need to move on to some topics. Right, Bosch boys, James Williams. Is it just me? And it certainly is in my house, who gets super excited, like wildly excited about clean sheets night. And what I, I think the reason I want to talk about this is I want to find other kindred souls who love it as much as I do. Because when I change the sheets in my house and I say to Ross, husband, change the sheets tonight, and he's just like, and he wouldn't notice whether or not <laughs> I have. And I, I think that's really weird. I think it's one of life's most simple but lovely pleasures is to get into that first night of clean sheets. Am I the weirdo? Uh, no, I, I, you're definitely not weirdo. I've, I would fundamentally agree that like having clean sheets is a joy. It's such a simple pleasure. But um, I think that, do you know how people will go out and they'll spend like a bit of quite expensive, spend a lot of money on like a pair of boots or a nice winter jacket or like a super nice dress shirt or whatever. But sometimes they'll be like, oh, I'll just go to the bargain section and just get like some whatever sheets. I'm like, no. Yeah. The thing that you should be spending the most money on is the sheets because bottom line is you're there for eight hours a day. And like that feeling of just climbing into bed at the end of a really like hard day and you've, you've sort of washed yourself and you're just like ready for bed. Just like that feeling of really good quality, clean sheets. It's just the sort of thing that just takes you off into the nighttime perfectly and you wake up feeling fresh and it's just wonderful. It's just, it's the sort of thing, isn't it, that just... You know, we. I gen. I, I think about this a lot. It's like you, you, there's so many things that that we all have stresses and strains and problems. But getting into a clean bed is one of the things that makes me genuinely grateful for my entire life. Because <laughs> you sort of like sit and think, there are people out on the streets tonight, and I'm so excited about my clean sheet. I genuinely. It, it's always the thing that makes me grateful for that for how I live. Do you know what I mean? No, I completely agree. I think. It, mm. um, Thought maybe a good name for a bed would be a dream boat. Isn't there always? <laughs> I, I don't know. But yeah, maybe dreams, but yeah. it's like it's like with the vessel on which you sail yeah. into dreamland with. <laughs> copyright that. Copyright that immediately. Right now. But here's here's the other big debating topic: is like how often do you change your sheets? Because I'm a very strict every Sunday duvet cover and everything. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm, if I went away. My husband and daughter, they, their sheets would sort of like, you know, stand up and walk off the bed. They just wouldn't even notice <laughs> they needed to change it. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a once a week type of guy when it comes to sheets. And um, it was actually a little bit more than that recently because it had been so damn hot. Uh, and like, yeah. You know, the room is just like, it's basically like a sauna. You just need to wash them every three days or something. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm similar. I feel like roughly every week but probably a little bit less although if i'm honest it's normally my fiance mj who does the sheets well isn't yeah it? that's the thing it's a lot of men don't do it do they well james you live on your own well no i was going to say i could sense the judgment from joe when we had the preamble before you guys joined us today we started yeah. talking about this and when i said when i said two weeks i could see real judgment in her eyes and then really? i felt the need to really follow up quickly with but it's only me that sinks in them you know because I, I feel like yeah. it's a single person there's not so much DNA floating about, right? Yeah, but where does Bingley yeah. sleep, James? I know, yeah, the dog does <laughs> the bed. Right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, because yeah. when you get like, little mites, little like bed mites hanging around, if you're not hygienic enough, I, I mean, I've never seen any, but I imagine that yeah. could happen. Well, I tell you, am I weird? I, tell, I do this, and I'm not sure if this is weird or not. I do hoover my mattress every time I clean my sheets. Is that weird? Oh, that's cool. Oh, see, now that, that's that next level. Hoover. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I should do that. 
But does a Hoover go in the bathroom on the bathroom floor? That's the only thing I'd be wondering is like <laughs> transference from where that Hoover has been to the bed. Yeah, maybe. Oh my God. You need a bed you Hoover. Need a, you need a separate bed Hoover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hanging up on the wall next to the bed. Yeah. yeah. I need like a, like a separate bed dust buster. That's what we need. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, I am, I'm I mean, with you I'm though, Henry. I, I am so obsessed with um, bed linen as well. Mm, I feel mm. like I, you know, I'd like to. If I had more money, I would. I don't know. Pick a pick a seasonal theme every year, <laughs> and like just and and really dress the bed. And the the most decadent thing I ever read was um, the design of Valentino um, living in some mansion in Italy. And every day, his staff would change all the sheets on all the beds, like it was a hotel. And that wow. to me is that's living your best life. That would be. I read that. I think. I think it was like Tom Ford who changes his underwear every six weeks. Like he gets a whole new set, just gets rid of everything. All of his socks gone, all of his underwear gone, and every six weeks he's, he's fresh. I was like, yeah, maybe that's Tom, Tom Ford is the most pristine yeah, sort of like bacteria-free person alive. If you have, if he's just the most handsome, stunning. He smells amazing. It's just. I, I don't think he's actually from Earth. So I think as that there guys. might be other reasons that he has to change his knickers. Yeah, as two guys yeah. who have both got beards, we can appreciate a good one when we see one, and he has definitely got one of the world's greatest beards. Mm. <laughs> um, but no, but no MS Wi-Fi friends for Tom Ford. He's definitely not one of those. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, what kind of underwear does he wear? Did he tell you that? It's going to be Tom Ford, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so, I'm not. I'm just curious. It's like, what what would be the Rolls Royce of men's underwear? Because that's what Tom Ford would be wearing. His own designs. Yeah. They're, they're about 150 yeah. a pair, aren't they? His underwear. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, but no, I am with you. I, when I moved into my house four years ago, my first thing I, I I made a pact and a promise to myself I was going to have a hotel bed at home. You know, one of those beds that literally, you know, and. And I now make it in that very meticulous way every day. Like, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I have cushions, I have pillows, I have a throw. It's got the full works because for that very reason, I like you spend so much time in it, make it, you know, something really special. And every night should be like a treat rather than just being like when you occasionally go away for the weekend. Totally just change agree. the sheets a bit more often. <laughs> <laughs> the dirty scumbag that I am. <laughs> Well, oh, if dear. you are listening, you agree with me that changing your sheets every fortnight is perfectly acceptable. Please pick up for me. Email us at the show. Uh, it's, yes, is it so we, yes, please do email us and tell us so we can single you out and judge you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The email address to slag me off is isitjustmepodcast yeah. <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line. It's not me that has this, actually, but until recently, I did have very haphazardly organized food cupboards and obviously doing lockdown one of those things i got around to doing was finally organizing my food cupboards to the point where i'm again not ashamed to admit i ordered kilner jars and i've now labeled them and everything has now been put into said jar is it what's a kilner jar do you know those kilner jars, glass jars that have like the rubber sort of um sort of seal at the top they're like pickling jars really but oh. they look quite pretty well, um, every day is a school day. I know. And so basically, yeah. I now have everything essentially decanted into kilner jars, uh, which, is, which is very <laughs> pretentious. But at least I don't feel like, because I'll be honest, you know, somebody, 
um, we all have that one cupboard in our house where you open it and everything's about to fall out, out on top of you, you know? Oh, Everything. yes. That was my food cupboards for a long, long time. And now they are a thing of beauty. I bet you guys must have lovely, beautifully organized larders. <laughs> you can so, see a bit of it there. It looks good. Exactly. You can yeah. see it behind us. Yeah. It's very topical, uh, actually, because we, we have both, right? So we're on both sides of the fence here. On the one hand, we absolutely have got those cupboards where things are just falling out, right? In fact, one of them is not even a cupboard. It's just a kind of little closety room um, where there's just things that have not been organized that need to get organized. But actually, today, mm-hmm. right now, we're in the midst of an organization session. So um, everything is being organized. And our organization is like level crazy, okay? So we've got, we've got a label maker, We've got the Kilner jars. We've got the other Kilner jars. We've got the ones from all the big shops like Ikea. We've got, we've got all of the jars, different shapes, different sizes, different colors. Some of our stuff's written in label makers. Some of it's written in liquid chalk on little black. Oh, I, I, I love an organization, Gasm. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? That's what you're going to have later on. Exactly. Yeah. And, and do you know what yeah. else? The rule, rule that we follow here in this studio, or at least we try to follow, is that if it doesn't have a label, and a place, then it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is everything has one place where it exists, um, and then you have, if it's not in its place, it must be in the cupboard that you haven't sorted yet. So that's our system. We're super organized, although sometimes yeah. we do fall foul of that organization. Well, I recently discovered I've got six jars of horseradish cream because I keep <laughs> buying it and then just shoving it in and then forgetting that I've got it. So that, that tells you everything you need to know about yes. fastidious with the bed making, not so much with the cupboard organizing. Nice. Well, this, is what I, this is what I was doing with my spices. I kept forgetting I, I had the spice because my, my cupboards are so badly organized. And that's what the beauty of the kiln the jars where you feel like you're writing it on there. You know it's there. Uh, it just helps I find, you know, the whole sort of spice admin is much improved by having, you know, clear kilner jars with everything clearly labelled. Is but, it true yeah. that sort of urban myth about, like, if you, um, if spices can kill you if they're, like, too out of date? Is that true? So, I should be dead. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't want to advise on that for health purposes, but what, what I definitely heard early on is, you know, spices will go dusty, and so you shouldn't buy the big spices if you're not going to use them quickly because they'll lose a little bit of their flavour. And that may be true, and we do sometimes buy those smaller uh, spice jars. But actually, you can revive spices by giving them a quick toast in a dry pan, as of course you will have both done in a curry before. I'm sure you can kind of just shake them and bring them back to life after they've been sat in that jar. Um, But also, you know, you've got to live your life. And and if you've got a drawer full of the small spice pots, and then you've got your large kilner jars from which you refill those small ones, and... It all, the admin gets incredible. So um, yeah. I think I'm less worried about my spices being slightly uh, less, more, slightly more dull in their flavor and more just worried about making sure we can not spend our entire time just organizing our pantry. <laughs> and yeah. are, you, are you guys super organized as a rule? Like generally the rest, are your clothes well organized? Are you quite meticulous in life generally? Yeah, I think um, organize, like doing a bit of an organization just sort of saves you time in the long run. So it's like once you've done it, you've done it once. It's sort of like you know, all your T-shirts are folded and they're just like right there or everything's sort of just like just so in the wardrobe. And now you say that, yeah, we're just sorting. We're just we're not completely sorting. We're just sort of adjusting yeah. our, our, our cupboards to make sure that they're, they're bang on. So when we 
go for something we know it's there and also if it's run out we know it's not there so we buy more and just replace so yeah i think there's a lot of time saved it's marie kondo yeah isn't it she's the one who advocates this method and i i actually learned it before that um but i think generally uh, her vibe I, yeah. like everything has one place is the best way to exist yes 100 mm. percent I think it must, I mean, I know it, there's no greater chaos in my house than the pantry. And I, it, but it's the one thing all through, all through lockdown, I thought, oh, this weekend I'll do that. But it's the one thing I always found something better to do. So I think if I didn't do it in five months of lockdown, it's, it's never going to happen. Maybe, maybe I should buy a label maker and see if that changes my whole attitude. So well, you've got a daughter? Or, yeah. Or a just, a, just a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. You just pay, pay them to do it. <laughs> yeah. That could end up, I, I think that might be the very definition of a false economy. But yeah, oh, right. I think yeah, I'll, be, I'll be poorer and, I'll, and we'll have even more mess. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. slightly fascinated to hear you guys mention that you, you, you uh, apply both methods. You have a label maker and the pens. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel yeah. about that. God, this yeah. is just like... <laughs> I, feel, I feel, I always thought the world was divided into two clear sets of people. There were yeah. the people that like the label makers on their jars, and there are the more slightly artistic people who like to like, you know, freestyle it with a pen. Yeah. I'm the latter. <laughs> I mean, everything, like I could just, we're on my desk, we're not even at, in the kitchen, but I could start holding up things that have labels on them. Little hard drives for our videos. Yeah. Um, a little thing for our SD cards. Everything is labeled. I do worry about the amount of time I spend in my life actually printing out these labels. <laughs> Voice activated label, yes. Why, why doesn't Siri do a label? It's time in your life you just can't get back. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I do find though, I, I definitely feel that my handwriting's improved since having to write everything on like, those Kilner jars. My yeah. handwriting, my handwriting, you just don't really write very much anymore, do you? Because everything's on your phone or on a computer. You don't really handwrite. So weirdly, when I did this task, and it took me about two days, I'm not going to lie, I did it. But it was yeah. really oddly, because it was so mundane and so repetitive. And obviously, you then became really meticulous. Like, I'd, I'd write cinnamon and go, well, A, I could never spell cinnamon. I, the number of times <laughs> I'd have to go, that doesn't look right, and then I'd have to redo it. But I, was, I kept redoing it. My calligraphy skills have improved as well. So that's a life skill I've got now, hopefully. Wow. Yeah. Well, oh, James, you need to get out more, babe. Yeah. Or I should spend this time changing my sheets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to make. I think I'm feeling like a real slattern right now, but I, I'm, I'm still not motivated to sort my cupboard out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, missing out, you know, you're missing out on all this fun with your label maker. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. You wipe off pens. I just haven't lived, you know? Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, we've got one more, uh, guys. Then we'll let you guys go. But our last one this week... And this is a quite appropriate, I think, considering it's a Monday, and I'm feeling quite Monday today. We're, we're recording on a Monday anyway. Um, is it me that even though I'm predominantly working from home still, I still get that, thank God it's Friday, you know? I mean, you guys obviously work for yourselves. I mean, how did you find the whole lockdown thing? So I guess you work, you live together. Did, did it actually change your lives that much? Did it have a huge impact or not? Yeah, I'd say it changed our whole lives mm. for the better, probably. Um, but almost unrecognizably. Mm. So we have a we have a team, there's five of us um, working on videography and uh, managing our products in stores and our books and stuff. And obviously the two of us. Mm-hmm. And from being a team that get together in an office in Chiswick every single day, we moved straight away to being a remote team. So now our morning yeah. meeting are on Zoom and we're just chatting to a whole team as faces on our computer instead of seeing them in person. And I don't think we'll go back. So we're moving away from that office. We are now completely remote as a team. So it's changed unrecognizably. Mm. And I would say that despite the fact this is our home and that we kind of are here seven days a week yeah. or we have been for about the last six months, we're still so grateful when Friday comes along. Yeah. I don't know what it is. There's something about Friday that you just want to kind of go crazy and uh, run around the room in circles, drink, drink the wine or drink the beer or, yeah. or cook something tasty. And um, yeah, we, we still get super excited on Fridays. Oh, I, I do because the, the, you still have, and, and in fact, because now everything's on the screen, everything's on the screen. So you're just bombarded with emails and Zooms and phone calls all day. And there's nothing like that 4.35 o'clock when you can just tell suddenly the emails stop sort of like coming in. And that's just yeah. the best feeling in the world. I don't care where that is. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, both Henry and I keep DJs and we've uh, we've got like a full DJ set up here. So every Friday or over the course of lockdown, we've been sort of um, plugging that in and streaming live on Twitch to um, like a fair few hundred people, which has been uh, a lot of good fun. Yeah. It's Amazing. something to look forward to. You're playing the music you want to play, you're drinking a few beers, winding down and uh, yeah, it's fun. Are you still doing that? Mm-hmm. Yep, we are. Yes, uh, twitch.tv slash boss live. If anyone wants to tune in and uh, yeah. come check us out, or you Friday. could just um, you could live zoom the lab- label making instead, just for you know to really <laughs> go crazy one weekend. Yeah, some people would love that. You know, there definitely would be a market. Yeah, there's there's one right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a nice label making playlist, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, mean, I was going to say, a different context for me on this one actually was because obviously doing lockdown, especially a lot of my work kind of vanished. So I, hence, you know, me having to, you know, 
do far too much DIY and cooking and you know all the sort of uh, uh, drawing on jars. That was born out of sheer too much time on my hands. To the point whereby the reason why I got the thank fuck it's Friday feeling was because I suddenly didn't feel so guilty because yeah. as soon as Friday came around, I knew even everyone that was really busy and working, that the, their weekends had come. So that I didn't feel bad that I wasn't doing anything. I knew everyone else wasn't doing anything either. That was kind of my take on it. it, it but it was, it was weird because I felt this weird guilt throughout the week when I literally could not, well, I didn't have any work so I, and I couldn't find enough stuff to do. And you just have time in your hands to think. So then weirdly, the Friday became a bit of a relief for me, knowing that everyone else was coming into their weekend. Totally. It's the pressure, isn't it? It's a let up of the mental pressure of thinking I should be doing X. And even though, you know, when we were in lockdown, our Saturdays and Sundays were pretty much the same as our Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays. But it's the release of the pressure. Nobody's waiting for anything from you. And you can decide what you're going to do. Even if in our case, you know, we're still going to make lasagna or, you know, cook something. Um, but it just it feels better, doesn't it? Is, is it hard, though, to spend that much time together when it's, it is like you're living together and working together? I mean, I, I feel very grateful. It's going to sound, I'm being so mean about my husband today, but I'm very grateful that we've got a house big enough that he's up there and I'm down here and we can just meet in the evenings like, like the old days of work. When yeah. you're... I mean, but when you you run out of stuff to say to each other, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I reckon it's yeah, it's important to sort of have a um, retain a bit of independence, even if you're like under the same roof. Now we're like you are lucky enough to like live in a pretty big house, so we can take ourselves off to different spots. Yeah, um, and we're also both really good at um, sort of switching off from work. So like when work is finished, we kind of stop talking about work, unless of course like we're cooking a dinner and be like, oh, this would be really good on the channel or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think it is very very important to 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 have a degree of separation. And anyone in any kind of intense relationship, be it working or be it in a marriage, will know that. Mm. Um, speaking of unwinding, I, I I definitely feel like we, we touched on it earlier, but I think certainly in the last five years or so, there's a lot less eye rolling now when people say they are vegan. You know, it used mm. to be you were a bit like, oh God. You, they never come to my house for dinner. I can't ever cook for a vegan. There's all that kind of stuff. But now I think, you know, it's become a lot more mainstream. But I will maintain there are still two things I feel there's a lot of pushback from. And it's yeah. vegan beer and vegan wine. Mm. Yeah. Now, where do you guys stand on that? Especially the wine. I, I People are still very snooty about vegan wine, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's a tough one. Look, the way we say it is uh, people should do what they want to do. And... Um, it might be controversial to say this as a vegan, um, but you should eat what you want and you should drink what you want. Um, if you want to go looking for vegan wine that hasn't uh, been processed with any animal products, then do do that. That's an amazing thing. But if that's too much, then don't stress about it. And if, if even eating vegan meals seven days a week is too much, then do three or do one meal a day or something. So, so we're quite um, accepting and welcoming in, in people kind of, dip, what do you say? Dipping your toes into yeah. veganism. For us personally, we will hunt down those vegan beers and vegan wines, but actually most beer is vegan anyway, particularly like premium lagers. Most of those are. Guinness is even now vegan. Friendly, mm. so that's amazing. Mm. Vegan wines are becoming more and more popular as well. And if you want to check, you can go on barnivore.com, which is a great website where they tell you what's, what's in and what's out. And also vodka is vegan. So... You know, yeah. we're all going to be fine at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs>
Phew. Yeah. <laughs> that might have been a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I think, I don't know if we put the world to rights there or not, but we've certainly had fun. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. It's been really enlightening. I, I'm just hungry. I'm just hungry and desperate for a drink now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll pop round to yours on Friday with the decks and we'll uh, do an in-person live stream. How about that? That sounds amazing. Don't, don't forget your label maker. Yeah. With the label maker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, it's lovely to meet you. And good luck with the book. Not that you need it, but the book again, it's um, Speedy Bosch, out September 17th. That's right. Check it yeah, out, everyone. Pleasure chatting. Lovely to Absolutely. see you guys. Good luck with it all. And, Thanks uh, a lot. Everyone, we'll see you again soon. See you later. See you Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.